Hello there guys and welcome to another episode of Genuine Chit Chat. This week I am joined by Goff of Beer Nuts Productions for his fourth time on the show. Now any long-term listeners will know that Goff has appeared in episodes 48, 65 and 84. I really recommend people go check out especially episode 48 because we delve into Goff's blindness a lot more in that episode so it kind of gives a bit of context to his current situation. And the other episodes with him are great too so you know make sure you check those out. Obviously, if you haven't checked those out, that's not imperative, and this episode is still really good without them. And uh, just a couple of footnotes of what we speak about in this. Um, we speak about how lockdown was for Goff in Australia and things. That's obviously, he's Australian, so it's interesting hearing that perspective. And when he got punched, which is quite an interesting thing I didn't expect to happen. Uh, and then there's also, he speaks about how his company dealt with lockdown, his recent releases, filming on locations, the character of his interviewer, speaking about scripted conversations, making them sound ad-libbed and things, reusing actors, writing processes, and lots of other things too so any up-and-coming filmmakers or things like that that'll be real or anyone just vaguely interested in the filming industry it'll be a really good chat for you to listen in on Goff's website of Beer Nuts Productions has also had a recent revamp with new content on there, huge new layouts and everything. It looks a lot nicer than it did previously, and I'll include a link to it in the description, so be sure to check that out. And also, Beer Nuts have been releasing behind-the-scenes videos of their upcoming projects and some that have already been released, so make sure you check that out at the YouTube link included in the description as well for Beer Nuts Productions. There's not really much else to add at this point. I'm going to play a promo, but it's actually Goff's promo of Beer Nuts Productions, um, which I'll probably play next week as well, just in case people didn't listen to this week's one. Um, So yeah, after the promo, the chat will start, and then I will be back at the end to talk about what's coming up in Genuine Chit Chat on my other podcast, Styles, Comics and Canon, and other things that I've kind of been involved in. So, you know, make sure you check out that right at the end. That's about it for me, guys, anyway. So, as I said, I'll speak to you at the end. Hi, this is Goff from BeerNutsProductions.com and you're listening to Genuine Chit Chat Podcast with my pal, Mike Burton. And after you're done listening to Mike and his special guest for the week, why not head on over to BeerNutsProductions.com for some of our hilarious and original content. We've got a great range of movies, audio downloads and so much more for you to enjoy. That's BeerNutsProductions.com, the home of the world's greatest entertainment. And that's not overselling it. But for now, it's back over to you, Mike. Welcome to Genuine Chit Chat, where we have honest conversations with interesting people. And I'm your host, Mike Burton. And I am here today once again with the all-powerful Goff of Beer Nuts Productions. Goff, it's absolutely wonderful to have you on again. Uh, how are you doing? I'm very well, and I, I do enjoy being called all-powerful. It makes me feel rather <laughs> godlike, which I enjoy. <laughs> Goff the god, <laughs> or God Goff. It does sound like quite a quite a sort of a deity strong name. The name Goff is quite punchy. That one-off sort of. Uh, syllable thing it's very good but i mean how how's it been over there because obviously we spoke earlier in the year and everything we were saying everything was going a bit mental because obviously there was the bushfires over there in australia and they were starting to sort of calm down then there was the bit of the flooding and things but then we stopped talking and then what a week or two later like the biggest pandemic that the world has seen in over a century happened so <laughs> how, how was um how how's the world been over in australia because i've spoken to guests about america and uh and obviously i live in england so how did it affect Australia in general? Well, that, that's right. Goff God wasn't really playing nice, apparently, because, you know, <laughs> uh, 
a whole shitstorm rained down upon the world. So maybe that <laughs> means that everybody needs to download more Beer Nuts Productions films or I might do something even worse next time. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> <laughs> but no, look, um, we, we were reasonably fortunate in Australia. I mean, we did have a lockdown of sorts, but it wasn't, uh, we didn't have it for as long or as harsh as what other places around the world did. And luckily for me as well, I also had access to my recording studio. So I uh, on the Beer Nuts Productions website, people will see there's an audio section and I do uh, like 20-minute long audio sketches. And so I ended up putting four down, uh, which was not what I had planned to do at that time because when all of this happened, we were in pre-production on a film. And uh, so obviously that had to stop. Uh, and I was just like, well, what am I going to do? And then it actually... Uh, Scott, who runs the recording studio, put an ad up on Instagram saying, look, I'm still open because we've got four studios. We can put drums in one, guitar in another, keyboards in another, you know, bass in another. So everybody's socially distant, no worries at all. So if you want to record your demo, now's a great time to be creative, which I thought is absolutely the truth. And I thought, well, why don't I, I'm sitting on a few little audio sketches and ideas, so why don't I knock them out real quick? And while everybody's... Uh, you know, not able to do much, I can still be productive and keep the good momentum going. So yeah, I was really lucky. So I did uh, four audio tracks in uh, in about uh, uh, eight to 10 weeks, which uh, is really, really cool. That's amazing. I mean, it's great that certain individuals within this sort of crazy time that we've had, a lot of people have been able to be a lot more creative and release a lot more things as well. But I'm out of interest of any of your was anyone you know, you don't have to go to specific detail, but with the uh, lockdown over there, was anyone like seriously uh, affected by it or was it generally just, it was a pain, but now it's kind of over essentially, apart from obviously the people that properly got ill. I just didn't know if anyone else you knew got <laughs> bothered well, by it because we're now going into the second rave of lockdown now so over here. So that's fun. <laughs> the, the, the one thing I did notice, uh, and I think this is universal, is people lost their minds. They went, cuckoo bananas i mean like at some point you just got to take a deep breath calm down and do like i mean i think i did a good thing in like i was very shitty at the time because we had to stop pre-production on a film and i was really annoyed but getting annoyed doesn't solve any problems or help so i was like okay well what am i going to do because i need to keep this going i can't stop you know because if you stop then you you know you're not going to earn any money and you can't eat food and keep a roof over your head. So you've got to keep going. So what am I going to do? I've got some audio stuff I can record. I have access to a studio. Let's put down some audio tracks. Great. Keep it going, you know? So, but other people, I mean, I mean, well, me personally, just one experience I had, I was actually assaulted on the street. I got, uh, I got punched. So uh, just oh, somebody, wow. yeah, I'm walking on the footpath, minding my own business and uh, walking down to the shops just to, uh, you know, buy some groceries. And uh, a guy comes past and apparently I didn't get out of his way. And I am blind, so I couldn't see him come. And, uh, yeah, he punched me. So, uh, for and, uh, yeah, so, I mean, like, that's people, like, who does that? I mean, I'm sure in normal circumstances that wouldn't have occurred. But people have just, that they lost their minds and went a little bit crazy. So people need to just, calm down and take a breath and chill out you know what i mean so just <laughs> you, you use it for productive methods don't don't get all upset about things you can't control be productive and be constructive don't go around punching blind people on the footpath you know what i mean 
I mean, I'm very sorry to hear that you were obviously assaulting it away, golf, but the way you just worded that did crack me up. So, um, uh, we, obviously, you managed to, uh, you were productive over uh, lockdown, essentially, and you've been uh, still releasing content, which is amazing. And so, uh, obviously, I've seen two of your latest sort of interview episodes and things. And when we spoke previously, it's been about more so the, the films and things. So, uh, with these more interviewee episodes, do you want to tell the listeners what they can expect if they sort of uh, check out some of the, because, not only the ones before the ones that I've seen, but also the ones that I've seen as well. Yeah, absolutely. So again, this happened because of the lockdown. So when we were coming out of lockdown, there were still heavy restrictions on, you know, you can only have 10 people in a place and all this sort of thing. So uh, again, I was like, okay, well, we're going to be able to film again, but we can't have a big cast and we can't have a big crew. So what am I going to do? So about four years ago, I'd done seven episodes of a mock TV chat show, like a, a I guess a, a Graham Norton type chat show sort of a situation, and so I mm. thought to myself, well, they're reasonably small because you only I only use usually one or two actors at most, so I'd be able to just use a couple of actors, and it only takes a couple of crew members for these because they're very small to do. So why don't I punch out another few episodes of them? So I quickly sat down and thought about a couple of different characters that I could interview. And uh, like they're all, like I say, they're all fake interviews with fake celebrities. So, for example, uh, with the seven previous episodes I had done, uh, I'd interviewed Robbie Pockets, who was like a, a famous uh, British rock star in like a Russell Brand kind of a, a mold. And then I'd interviewed uh, Gypsy Diamond, who was a fake uh, mystic, uh, you know, a, a, a psychic person. And I'd interviewed uh, Anne Handel, who was an actress. So uh, I, I chose like a, a celebrity type and would, would uh, script an interview and, and do that. So I thought, well, why don't I do some more episodes of that? So that's what I did. So I've done uh, episode eight and episode nine, which have now been released and are on the Beer Nuts Productions website. And of course, you had a, uh, a bit of a uh, sneak preview of them as well. <laughs> That is true, yeah. And obviously, episode eight was with uh, Melanie Holden, and I did really, really like the one. I think that's it's a very, very. I don't want to spoil like everything that happens in the interview for uh, other people who are going to check it out, but I thought it was really interesting. Where obviously the interview it sort of goes one way, and it's kind of that um, not quite false start. It kind of is, but not in a bad way. It, it it really doesn't go where you think it's going to go, and I think that also. Some of the just standard little quippy dialogue, and it is brilliant. When the uh, I won't spoil what the actual joke is, but when they're talking about things, and then you're like, "Oh, what about other people on set and stuff?" And that guy Tom just comes in for like one or two lines. As soon as he says anything, I just it, it just cracked me up with the mannequins and things. Uh, but I, I thought that was absolutely brilliant. And then the interview changes pace after a certain point, and I wondered, without spoiling it, if you want to speak about sort of the ideas around that, maybe some of the influences and stuff of that. Yeah, well, that, it's actually quite funny because uh, it's very honest, that piece, in that I actually, because the, the whole main joke of uh, the beginning of the whole piece is that, you know, I'm interviewing probably the two most boring people on the planet and they're giving me donuts. They're giving me nothing. And so after I'd sort of, when I was writing it, I'm like, okay, well, I've done that joke now but I still have like 15 minutes to fill. So what am I going to do? And then the actual character in the film says what I said to myself, which was, well, I guess you're going to have to come up with something else, aren't you? So that's what I did. I came up and we took a, 
we take a very uh, severe uh, left-hand turn and uh, we do something completely different because essentially, yeah, that that uh, that joke had sort of run its course and there was nowhere else to take it. So, yeah, we, we take a pretty severe left-hand turn into a, a whole other kind of spectrum of, uh, of uh, thing, I guess you would call it. But, uh, yeah, hopefully, hopefully people sort of get it because uh, it is a little bit unusual and different. Which is uh, which is what I was going for, really. I was uh, I wanted to do something a little bit more different as well. So yeah, it was uh, it was cool to do. So yeah. And out of interest, when you are filming, um, I will say that uh, at points in that uh, sort of interview, there is a cafe scene. Out of interest, I'm just intrigued by uh, filming at the cafe. Was that during sort of lockdown and things, or like did you have a deal with the the, the cafe people, or how, how did that sort of work? Yeah, he was like the nicest dude ever. So. Uh, I've gone in there because, uh, and I've said to him, you know, for Beer Nuts Productions and we want to film a, a, a movie, you know, would it be possible? Because I went to about about a dozen different restaurants and cafes and he was like the only one who was like, yeah, no worries. And he couldn't have been more obliging and, and just happy to help out. And he provided, I said, look, we, we need some food. Is that going to be okay? Yeah, no worries. What do you need? And all of that sort of stuff. He was super cool. And uh, the only deal was, obviously, uh, we had to shoot it when they weren't working. So they're open from about 6 a.m. and they close at uh, 2.30 in the afternoon. So I said, so he said, uh, if you do it between 3 p.m. and 5 p.m. So I said, okay. So we had two hours to film that whole chunk of, uh, of scene there, which, uh, as you know, Mike, is uh, quite, a, quite a big bit that we had to film. So we had to knock that out in two hours, which was a... A big ask, but we got there with about two minutes to spare, so we were we were all good. But yeah, no, he was super nice. But yeah, so essentially, uh, yeah, the lockdown had just finished, and uh, he was back open for business. Um, and yeah, he, he very kindly let us film there for free. I, I offered, I said to him, you know, uh, we gave give him a credit, obviously in the end credits of the film. But uh, usually, you got to pay for locations. But he was super happy, and uh, yeah, provided the food for us and everything. So they were. It's really nice, actually, when you get some really cooperative folks like that it makes uh, my life a lot uh, a lot less stressful <laughs> yeah i can imagine and um there was the next one that i watched as well which is episode nine of the interviews and i would say although i did enjoy uh, episode eight i think episode nine uh, was my favorite and it's got some of my favorite uh beer nuts moments in it actually and that's with jasmine stinks uh, did you want to just uh, describe that one sort of uh, for the listeners absolutely so uh, jasmine stinks is a young lady who's uh, very ambitious and very overachieving and uh, likes to say what's on her mind and what she thinks. And uh, she doesn't really care if she hurts somebody's feelings or, or what she just wants to uh, get to the, uh, get to the nuts and bolts of the issue. And, uh, and she's quite an intelligent lady and there's no, uh, no messing with her at all. And I'm, I'm there trying to uh, interview her and, uh, and talk about her wonderful life and achievements because she's done some amazing things that nobody else in the world has ever done before. But, uh, yeah, she, uh, she's not keen to – she wants to talk about other things, let's say. <laughs> yeah and some of the humor in that is is some of my favorite as well because you really nail the self-deprecating humor in that and i won't obviously spoil any of the jokes and things but it is there's like this almost subtle storyline like a side story going on while that interview is happening and i just think that that's really really cool and i, I really like that side of things because when you have a lot of like um when you have series with recurring characters or the same like main character in it i think what you've nailed there is 
having the main focus of you know the person being interviewed or whatever being a big part of it but you've also got this sort of almost like a subtle biography of the interviewer as a character because as it goes on in the films as well as the interviews he does have his like a like a crazy life of his own that, yeah, ab- absolutely. So if you watch, uh, if people go onto the, the Beer Nuts Productions website, they can actually download all uh, the interviews as a bundle package so they can watch each episode as it goes along. And uh, you'll see that, uh, that there's some uh, episodes where the guests give me a hard time and there's but probably more often I give the guests a really hard time. I mean, uh, Anne Handel is a good example, which was, I think was episode two was Anne Handel. And that poor woman really, uh, really cops it bad from me. So, uh, yeah, so, so uh, it was probably about time that uh, that I got the uh, the characters got one back on me. So, uh, yeah, it was probably long overdue. And also kind of made me think of, with the Jasmine Stinks one, in some ways it almost made me think of a sitcom in in the sense of you know, the, the sort of general almost storyline in, in as such isn't necessarily hilarious in just from the sounds of it but the actual the depth of the humor comes specifically from the script and the dialogue and i found that there's just a lot of almost every minute or so there's like one or two lines which were just really really funny that they were almost throwaway lines like the characters almost didn't seem phased by them but they were they're really good did you find some sort of inspiration uh for that in particular uh that you can think of well i, I just really love writing that kind of stuff so uh, i mean what, a lot of the mockumentary stuff has that sort of humour in it in it as well, and I, I do think as well that uh, being blind actually probably helps me a lot with my writing because you know I spend a lifetime listening to people, so you know I, I pick up on those little uh, side things that people would say in real life and the sort of tones and inflections they would use. And when it comes to comedy, obviously how you say the joke is everything. I mean, everybody's gone to a party and there's been somebody there who tries to tell a joke and they fail miserably. Like it's just the worst telling of a joke you've ever heard in your life. And yet you could give that joke to somebody else and they'll tell it hilarious and you'll just laugh hysterically. So it's, it's uh, actually, you know, it was a uh, pen from Penn and Teller. Uh, mm. he, he was, uh, he was being interviewed once and he said in all of art, it's the singer, not the song. It's how you, you know, it's how you deliver the lines. Doesn't matter if it's magic, if it's comedy, if it's music. It's the singer, not the song. And so, uh, and that's the same in real life as well. So I think, um, yeah, when it came to those sort of throwaway throwaway lines and all that sort of stuff, it's as much of how you deliver it, you know, and with the you know out of the side of the mouth sort of stuff as to the actual line itself. So I think that's where probably my disability might come in a bit of an advantage for me. <laughs> well, that's a very optimistic way of looking at it but I, I think that would be true as you say you know you focus on uh hearing a lot more than the sight and therefore that allows you to have a degree uh, ironically insight into that sort of thing and i want to ask as well uh, well I, i'm already aware of this question due to previous episodes but uh you don't really do uh the, well the actors don't really do any ad-libbing do they in uh in this one and in episode nine it really really seems like the whole thing is improvised which in a really really good way yeah, well, I, I, I rehearsed uh, Samantha, who did a great job, like credit to her. She was really fantastic. And so I actually cast her, uh, I can remember the date because it was the last day I was allowed in my office before the lockdown. So it was uh, the 1st of March was when she was actually cast for that film. And then we had to put everything on hold because we just weren't able to film through lockdown. And then as soon as lockdown came out, I'd actually 
switch the order of the films around for a few different reasons. Uh, but yeah, I switched the order of the films around. So we end up doing eight. Uh, well, I was going to do nine first and then eight. It, like that doesn't make sense, but you know what I'm trying to say? I was, I was, gonna, <laughs> yeah. I was going to film Jasmine stinks first, followed by Melanie Holden, but it turned out it ended up being the other way around for a few different reasons. But it just meant that uh, Samantha and I had lots more time to rehearse. So I would have rehearsed with her, maybe at least oh, a dozen times, I reckon, at least. Mm. And so, uh, yeah, by the time it came for filming, she was absolutely spot on. So, like, the actual filming itself took, like, an hour because we only had to film it a couple of times because she was nailing it every single time because we'd rehearsed it so much. So, yeah, but those jokes, unless those jokes are really rehearsed and uh, then that sort of uh, ad-lib style just doesn't work because it looks too you know, forced and everything. It needs to look nice and natural. I mean, I saw an interesting interview with Ross Noble and Billy Connolly actually said the same thing because I really like those guys. And they said, even though when we're on stage, it looks like we're doing improvisational work, it's all like prearranged bits. It's just the way we like to present it is, you know, that that's a, a, it's a really clever way of doing it. And so, uh, you know, because I love Ross Noble, I think he's hilarious. And, uh, and so, yeah, I, I think it's, a real talent that he's able to take a rehearsed bit and he just makes it look so clean and smooth that you think it's just coming off the top of his head. And that's sort of, like you say, that's the style that Jasmine Stinks has done in, absolutely. Yeah, and it must be, obviously, from your past doing a lot of stand-up and things, it must be uh, elements of that must have really helped in this sort of scenario. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because, I mean, when you're doing stand-up comedy on stage, you can't look rehearsed because then it looks bad. I mean, I mean, <laughs> it just does, you know. You need it to look nice and natural and it needs to flow and it needs to sound really good. So, yeah, and, and, the, and the same goes with these, actually all the interview pieces, to be honest, uh, are the same kind of style. I mean, the Melanie Holden one that you saw as well, when I'm chatting to Melanie Holden and her mother, that, that's uh, the same kind of thing, even though it's scripted you know, hopefully it still looks like I'm asking them questions and they're answering them for real, you know? So, uh, so yeah, that, that's, that's absolutely what, what it needs to be. Otherwise it's just not going to work. It's not going to be funny. Mm-hmm, exactly. And of interest with the next one that you've got, uh, sort of in line, have you got, you, you said about episode 10 that you've got, is that, are you going to have episode 10 and there's going to be more interview episodes coming soon? Or are you going to focus after episode 10 more so on the sort of the film you were planning on before lockdown? Yeah, I think, I think that's how it'll go. So I ended up writing three, uh, eight, nine and ten uh, when the sort of when lockdown was going on because I didn't know how long lockdown was going to last. So I thought, mm-hmm. well, I'll, I'll write three and then see how I go. So there's no episode 11 actually written. So, um, yeah, so at the moment it'll be episode 10 and then there'll be a film coming after that, uh, like back to uh, doing uh, uh, silly films. So, uh, yeah, that's that. that <laughs> That's at least the plan. So hopefully it all goes smoothly and the uh, the plan can happen like I want it to happen. So, yeah. And do you think that with um, with the way that it's going at the moment with uh, Australian lockdown things, do you think you'll be able to get uh, the sort of film maybe done this year or is that maybe going to be a more 2021 thing? Yeah, no, I think it'll be 2021 because we've, uh, we've got a film episode 10 first and we, you know, we're already, you know, October bound. So um, mm. I think, uh, I don't think I'll get it done uh, before Christmas, I'll definitely not get it done before Christmas. Uh, but uh, episode ten, I, I'm hoping to get done before Christmas. But the uh, the film will be next year, I should imagine, and that'll be good because I think uh, after Christmas, 
over here at least in Australia, I think it'll get back to pretty much normal come January. That's how it's sort of looking at least. So, and if that's the case, then I'll be sweet to uh, to to go on with the, whatever I want to do. So yeah, so fingers crossed. If everything goes the way I want it to go, that's uh, that will be the plan. <laughs> and do you have any other sort of plans with with being else going forward? Uh, have you got sort of has lockdown made you think of any other uh, types of content that you want to release uh, maybe in the future or any sort of little residue ideas and things, or are you kind of focus just on the, the films at the moment? Well, we've done, I've actually going to, uh, uh, I'm in the recording studio again to put down a, a brand new audio track, which is just a, it's a monologue that I'm doing. So if, when people go to the audio page, they'll see currently uh, I've done uh, like, I mean, most of them are sketches with other actors and whatnot, but there are three uh, how-to guides. So I've done uh, a, a Beer Nuts Productions Presents a Guide to Adolescence and I've done a Beer Nuts Productions Presents a Guide to Healthy Living and I've done a Beer Nuts Productions Guide to Success and now I'm going to do, I'm going in the studio and I'm going to put down a Beer Nuts Productions Presents a Guide to Relationship where essentially I give atrociously awful advice on how to have a successful relationship and marriage and all that sort of stuff. So... Yeah, uh, it's, uh, they go for about 20 minutes, like I say, these audio pieces. So uh, I'll, I'll, I'm punching out another audio track, which uh, hopefully will be up on the website and everybody will enjoy by the time uh, this podcast drops. Uh, the, the, that should be also up on the website. And we're also doing a big relaunch of the Beer Nuts Productions website as well with uh, all new free content and all new uh, uh, just a whole new look to the website and hopefully people find it a lot easier to navigate and there'll be tons more content and it actually it looks really fantastic i'm really stoked with how it looks so uh hopefully people jump onto the website and they they dig it as well they like what we've done so we're, we're hopefully because i was told by a few people that i was looking a bit old-fashioned and a little bit dated and uh i i had to take that on board because when it comes to uh fashion and style and being cool I'm none of those things, so <laughs> I, I have to. Uh, well, I have to take people's word for it. So uh, I got a few people to uh, to give me some ideas and stuff, and so we put up a whole new website. And so uh, it's. I'm really actually. I'm super happy and super stoked with how how it all looks. So hopefully people uh, really dig it. So yeah, no, there's there's tons going on. I've been. It's kind of funny, Mike. I mean, in the year 2020, where the whole world has gone to shit, I've ended up doing. Uh, we did the How to Treat Women movie, which, of course, you, you saw earlier in the year, back in February. I've punched mm -hmm. out four audio tracks plus the one that I'm doing with the Guide to Relationships. So that's, that's five audio tracks and uh, two uh, interview ones have been done and there's one hopefully coming in December. So I will have done, you know, three TV episodes, a movie and five audio downloads and a whole new website. So it's actually been a really productive and good year. For me, I mean, for everybody else, it sucked. But for me, it's actually been <laughs> quite good, which is really kind of weird. So, yeah. It is one of those peculiar things where so so many people in this sort of creative industry, that, that we've had this sort of, like a lot of musicians as well, I think it, it comes from as well. It's just like there's this abundance of time and it's kind of what you use for it. And there's a lot of people I've, I know in lockdown, which have just 
you know, they've spent the time chilling out and not really doing anything, and that's completely fine. But with myself, and uh, obviously with you as well, we're both sort of creative types in uh, many similar aspects. It's like, I've got my other podcasts, which are all just about Star Wars-y stuff, and I've just been doing Star Wars podcasts and this, and because so many people are in lockdown with nothing to do, it's like when I'm reaching out for people to come on, people are like, yeah, when, do you want, when can I come on the show? There's like nothing for me to do. <laughs> can we please uh, record stuff? It's really interesting being able to chat with someone when I've just been doing nothing for ages, especially when you speak to people in like, America and whatnot. Yeah, no, absolutely. And also, again, I mean, what a great time to be an online entertainment resource like you and I both are, because people, as you rightly say, are sitting at home. They're either working from home or homeschooling, or you know, they can't get out and about like they usually do. So they're they're crying out for entertainment, and the only way they can get it is online. So they can hit up the Beer Nuts Productions website. They can go to Genuine Chit Chat and listen to some podcasts. So, I mean, it's a, it's a really great time to uh, to do online creative content because you've almost got a captive audience that, uh, you know, have no choice but to, but to be entertained by you because they can't go out to their usual places to get entertainment. Well, exactly. And out of interest, uh, just on sort of what's a personal note, it, during lockdown, have you been, uh, what have you been doing aside from being nuts and things? Like with, with me and uh, my girlfriend, we've been, uh, we went on runs relatively every lunch break and stuff. So we've actually somehow, we've managed to lose weight over lockdown, which is quite surprising. Uh, we've been going on runs and things and we've just been watching loads of stuff. Like since we last spoke, I think me and Megan have watched like all the Star Wars films again, uh, all the Lord of the Rings extended editions, which are like, you know, some of them 400 bit hours each. And then we've just been watching loads of series and tv things while still I'm, I'm working from home and things my normal uh sort of echoes day job uh i've just been working from home so it hasn't been that different for me but aside from running we've just been consuming loads of content and just out of interest what have you really been doing in your sort of uh downtime yeah so uh actually i'm the same i, I never used to be a runner uh but shelly who uh, is a good friend of mine she uh she's sort of my sighted guide for for exercise so uh, we've been doing lots of running uh, and then I've got another mate of mine who I've been doing some boxing training with, which has been cool. Again, it's things that people don't usually probably uh, expect a blind person to do, but uh, I, I love my boxing training and, and running. I've really been enjoying as long as I've got a good sighted guide. It's all, it's all very safe and all very good. And, and yeah, when I haven't been doing the Beer Nuts Productions work, uh, yeah, I've hit up uh, Netflix and watched a few, few series, different series on Netflix. Cause I, I was never on Netflix until about three or four months ago. So, uh, because, well, they're my competition. Don't want to support the competition. <laughs> so, but I thought I'm going to have to bite the bullet. And so, and plus there was a few things that you can only watch on there that I really, really needed to see. Like, uh, I was desperate to obviously watch the Breaking Bad movie, which I got to see. And then, uh, there's a few other films like Uncut Gems with the Adam Sandler film, which I really dug. And, uh, the Irishman was another one. And, uh, uh, Ozark as well was a TV series that people had been telling me for years and years and years that I had to had to watch. So I got to watch that, but a few other little bits and pieces. But uh, yeah, so uh, yeah, just been uh, which actually I think has been a good thing because I don't usually watch besides going to the cinema and watching films. I don't watch a lot of television. So well, actually, I watch no television to be honest because I don't I don't really find it overly entertaining. So. Uh, it's been really good to sort of watch some different content that I wouldn't usually watch. I think it's sort of educational for me and eye-opening sort of to uh, to watch different things to see what's sort of going on with other productions and what's going on in the how other people perceive the world. You know what I mean? So I think it's actually mm. been quite handy in that regard for me. 
That's really cool. I mean, I've I've saw I saw the first series of Ozark and I really liked it. I thought it was very similar to Breaking Bad in a lot of ways. So I, I do eventually want to delve onto the rest of them, but my, my girlfriend hasn't seen them. However, we have seen Breaking Bad and I, I love Breaking Bad. And obviously I know that you're a big fan too. I haven't actually watched uh, the film. It's called El Camino or something. Yeah, similar. yeah, El Camino. It's actually after, worth a watch. After the car, because it's the car. I didn't know. That, yeah, yeah, so El Camino, the car. So yeah, it's, it's really cool. I mean, uh, yeah. It's uh, very cool. So I don't. I'm not going to say. I don't want to spoil anything. So I don't want to say too much. So no, of course. I I I just really dug it, and uh, you know, you see, most of the characters are in there. Pretty much all the majority of the characters are in there. So which is really cool. I like the way it's done, but I just enjoy the way Vince Gilligan went about making Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul, and and yeah, I think uh, I think he's really cool the way he does it, and uh, I love the way it's shot and all that sort of stuff. So. You know, I yeah, I just think it's. Uh, I just thought it was really cool. So yeah, you'll have to. Uh, if you guys have seen all of Breaking Bad, then you'll have to definitely check out the film as well. Absolutely. Oh yeah, definitely. We'll make sure we uh, check that out. And and also, you, you mentioned Better Call Saul as well. I haven't actually. I watched the first few episodes of that, but a friend of mine has watched much more of it than I have, and they've kind of. I think they said it starts to pick up and things. I'm just intrigued. Have you watched all of Better Call Saul? Yeah, yeah, I'm waiting for season five now. So apparently season five has been released in America, but uh, I haven't seen it yet. But uh, yeah, so I'm up to date with towards the end. I've done season four. Uh, and then obviously they had the year off to make the movie and then they did season five. So uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm up to date. I, I dig it. I think it's great because uh, I just love that character. He's just so hilarious. I just, uh, yeah, it's very cool. I really dig it. So yeah. I do love the actor Bob Odenkirk in, in lots of other things that he's in as well. He, he is absolutely cracking. It's, it's really good when you get certain actors who who really, really click with you and things. And, and kind of in, in line with that uh, sort of thought process is, uh, are there many char- are there many actors rather uh, that you've been uh, working with which either you've worked with more than once or you, we're going to uh, see again in the future? Because uh, I know there's one or two that I think we spoke about previously that you may have worked with again, but are, are there quite a few of them, uh, like a pool of actors that you really like working with? Uh, well, there's. I mean, if people watch or go through all, all my stuff, they'll see there's probably three or four faces that do reappear quite often. And look, when I'm writing a script, I don't ever write a script with an actor in mind, but once I finish writing the script, what I'll do is I'll, I'll as I'm reading it, I'll think I'll sort of go through my brain with who I've worked with in the past. And if they're like the, the bell goes off as I like, ding, 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 that actor would be good in that role. Then I'll give them a call and I'll offer them the part. Otherwise I'll audition. So it's never done on purpose. It's only because, you know, they've done a good job for me in the past. And then I'm reading through the script that I'm about to make. And I'm like, Oh, you know, for example, Kale campus is a guy who I've worked with a few times. And so, uh, yeah, there's been a few times where I'm reading through a script and I'm like, oh, I reckon Kale will absolutely smash this. And so I give him a call and uh, he's usually pretty cool and he's usually up for it. So, yeah, mm-hmm. and, and uh, same with a few of the other actors as well. So, uh, I mean, well, actually, um, you would have noticed uh, Katerina Hebbard was in both the How to Treat Women playing the mother and she was also the mother again in Melanie Holden. So uh, she does that role really well as the... Uh, the really awful, horrible mother. She plays that really well. So <laughs> when uh, when Melanie Holden came about, I was like, oh, I'll see if Kat's interested in doing this. And she was only too happy to, because obviously this whole period of lockdown has been really difficult for actors because obviously a lot of productions have shut down. There's no stage work. So a lot of actors are really struggling at the moment. So 
when I called up Katarina and was like, do you want to do this film? She's like, absolutely. So, yeah, because it's, it's been really hard. And, and for musicians as well, I'm sure you would have talked to a few on the podcast. It's been really difficult because you can't go out and do gigs. So, yeah, actors have really struggled, at the, you know, for, for work. And so it's been good in that regard too that I've been able to keep things going and been able to give one or two actors a, a job, which has been nice too. Yeah, and out of interest, I'm not sure if I've ever actually asked you this question, but when it comes to you uh, writing a script and things, do you have like a like a process? Like some people, they'll go, okay, like when people write novels or books and things, often people go, you have to sit in front of the computer for an hour a day or two hours a day and you have to just write something. And other people say they only really write when they're inspired to write. Um, out of interest, what's your sort of your method for, for writing? Yeah, I, I, I'm more the second type. I don't think you can sit at a computer because if you force it, it won't be, well, for me, it won't be funny or entertaining. You see, mm. you can't force it at all. So it's only if the idea comes to you and then you can sit down. And I write things reasonably, like I take a long time to edit my work, but the actual bare bones of the script gets written pretty quickly. So once I get the idea, I sort of rattle through it pretty quick and then I spend a long, long time reading it through and editing and editing and editing and editing. But the actual bare bones of the script is written really quickly, like within a couple of days it'll be done. So that's why I'm able to, like, for example, that's why when lockdown came out, you know, I was able to grab, because I always save little sketches and things that I write and little ideas. So if I have a really good idea, but I don't know how to sort of flush it out, I'll write it down and then I'll just save it and leave it. So that's when lockdown came on. I was going through all of those to see what would work as an audio piece. And that's where I got my four audio pieces from. And that's with the Melanie Holden and Jasmine Stinks same sort of deal. I, I hadn't written anything, but I was like, I need to come up with an idea. And so I was like, who could I interview? And then I thought about different people and situations that I've, I've been in in the past and things like that. And then I sort of wrote those two down as well. So uh, nothing, nothing was forced. It was more, you know, what came to me, I guess. <laughs> yeah because i was thinking with something especially like comedy is it's one of those things like if it was you know a documentary series or even a drama i feel like you could probably kind of force yourself to write that but comedy is such a weird it's so weirdly fluid and organic that yeah it's as you say like it kind of links to what you said earlier if if you force it it won't work it's like if you're at a party if you get that thing where if someone uh, cracks a joke and people all laugh and then you see certain people their eyes light up and they go oh cool people think i'm funny and then they try really really hard to be funny when there's not really any substance there and then they just fall flat so i can't imagine that writing in comedy can really be similar to that yeah, absolutely. Yeah, well, you've summed it up perfectly. I mean, we've all seen that guy who's trying so hard. Well, I mean, the same thing when you see a guy trying to hit on a chick and he's just working so hard and the girl's not <laughs> interested and he's too dumb to realise that she's not interested and you're like, buddy, just forget it, leave it alone, just walk away, you know? But, you know, they're trying really hard and they're forcing and forcing and it just makes everybody hate them even more. So it's, <laughs> it's the same sort of thing. You're absolutely right. So, yeah, if you try, and, in my opinion at least, if you try and force comedy and try to force being funny, it's just not going to happen for you. So you, with, with my stuff especially, I just wait until uh, I'm, I'm, I get a nice idea pop into my head and then I sit down as quick as I can and try to flush it out as best I can. And like I say, if it doesn't work for me first time, I still will save it and just leave it and then come back to it six months later or a year later or five years later and it might work for me more then but I always make a note of stuff absolutely 
Yeah, because I can imagine as well with a lot of your films where they're they're common themes, but a lot of the time they're sort of individual sketches in a lot of ways. So it's like, I imagine you could think of like every now and then you think of a sketch and you go, oh, that's really cool. And then you kind of pocket it. And then when you go to make a film, you go, oh, actually that film, like if, if you thought of like with the how to treat women and things, uh, you could think of, oh, well, that's kind of maybe in some ways sort of self-deprecating to women in a funny way, but it doesn't really fit in with the film I'm making at the moment. But then later down the line, when you're making a film specifically about that sort of thing you go oh what? there's a sketch that i couldn't really figure out how it would click in with other stuff and you can kind of fit all the pieces together which might be it's probably one of those good things about making almost in a way a, a themed films when you sort of release them yeah well it's funny you should mention that so with the melanie holden interview how we say it takes a pretty severe left-hand turn so that's that left-hand turn was written a couple of years ago and it was just sitting there and uh, so when I'd written, like I say, I'd, I'd written the interview and then I'd needed to fill an extra 15 minutes. And I was like, well, what am I going to use? And, you know, I've got, to, you know, I wanted to get something filmed pretty quickly. So I was going through all the different things and I was trying to, I had, as you rightly say, I, I had, you know, a sketch here and I put that in and no, that doesn't work. And so I took it back out again and then I tried a different one and no. And then I came to the segment that I did use that had been written and I was like, ah, that'll work. And so I put that in. So that's exactly what happened with that. So that 15 minute chunk had already been written a couple of years ago, just waiting for an opportunity and uh, the opportunity arose. So I used it. So, you know, the uh, old waste, not what not kind of theory kicks in, you know? Exactly. And I want to ask as well, uh, I, I thought of this when I was watching the Jasmine Stinks interview, was that do you ever get people, because obviously you've got your camera equipment and sort of uh, audio equipment and that sort of jazz, do you ever actually get people when they see you film kind of interrupt filming or talk to you about it or, or kind of question what you're sort of doing and stuff when you're filming on location? Uh, Sometimes. I'm just trying to think if there's anything in particular. Um, uh, which one was it? It would have been... It would have been the environment one. And we were on the beach uh, filming uh, a scene for the environment uh, mockumentary that we did. And mm. there was a, a busybody old lady who, who just would not go away. Uh, and so, <laughs> oh, there's an even worse one I can tell you, actually, with Simon, my production man. He ended up going absolutely apeshit. It was actually quite funny. But um, <laughs> we're filming. Uh, one of the first things we ever did was the Beer Nuts Productions promo video. And the only reason it's called that is because I couldn't think of a better title. It actually has a proper story to it. But like I say, I couldn't think of a title. So I just called it the Beer Nuts Productions promo video. And there's a scene where I'm sitting at a bus stop. It's actually, if you look on the website, you'll see it's the poster for it where I'm sitting at a bus stop and we've done a split screen. And I'm essentially, I'm having a conversation with myself. Uh, mm. and so we're filming that and so Simon so essentially I have to do my monologue all in one go uh, because obviously I'm reacting to myself who isn't there if that all makes sense so yeah. Simon's standing on the road filming me now we're on a quiet back street and I'm sitting at a bus stop we've got a camera we've got witches hats around you know those big orange cones so that people know something's going on so that, you know, he doesn't get hit by a car. And uh, a driver comes by and he's like, what are you doing? You're blocking the street. And Simon's like, we're filming, buddy. You've got plenty of room to go around. There's no trouble. Everything's happy. We're all good. And the guy in the car just wouldn't let it go. And Simon started getting really agitated. And I'm like, buddy, you, Simon, just, just, just be quiet so he'll go away now, you know. But, uh, yes, that was one where that wasn't uh, – 
the makeup lady got a bit freaked out because I think she thought that uh, a big fight or something was going to was going to happen <laughs> between Simon and this dude in the car. But uh, that's probably the worst one was uh, was that one. But for the most part, uh, I, I specifically choose locations where I know we're not going to get bothered and times of day where I know we're not going to get bothered. So if it's like Jasmine Stinks was filmed in a park, so we filmed that in, in a at like eight in the morning in a park where, you know, no one's using a park at eight in the morning, you know, because parents are taking the kids to school and all that sort of stuff. So, yeah, there, there was a, I, I, I purposely, when I'm organising the film shoot, I do that. And, you know, if, if it's an inside stuff like so with the cafe scenes, you know, that was obviously prearranged with the cafe owner and all that sort of stuff. So, yeah, I, I've got to be uh, got to be clever and smart when it comes to, the locations and how they, when they're used and how they're used and all that sort of stuff. So absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it was like that, uh, the, when you had the issues with filming and things with Simon, that almost sounds like, like a quiet little uh, sketch <laughs> that you're going to do future on. Just like, you'll be doing like a, the beer nuts films and then someone who seems to be like the random public comes in and, and interrupts it. Like that sounds like a really funny thing that would work, especially with your sort of uh, interview style as well with the, the, the sort of character of the interviewer in, himself. And it, was there, was there any, with the character of the influencer, obviously he's not exactly the same in every uh, every interview and every film, but he's he's definitely got this very uh, familiarity in, in, in a way. It, was there anything that kind of influenced you in, in, in some ways of that kind of character of interest? Well, see, my acting range is very limited, so I'm pretty much... <laughs> I'm pretty much five degrees either side of my own personality. So <laughs> I just kind of ramp up the obnoxiousness of me and uh, that's pretty much what I go with, to be honest. So that, that's, that's, pretty much, that's pretty much how it just goes. So there's no, uh, I'm not channeling DiCaprio or anything of that nature because <laughs> I'm not that good. So yeah, it's pretty much just fire. It's a much more inflated, more obnoxious version of myself. So yeah, <laughs> that's a very honest answer. Um, I can't say that I'm much of an actor myself either. I've done a couple of very, I've done a couple of very minor like voice acting things, but I haven't done anything uh, crazy or major because I've just, as I said, I'm not really uh, one for that sort of jazz. But um, we're sort of coming to the end here now, and obviously it's always an absolute pleasure to speak with you, Goff. But I wanted to ask as well, um, when we last spoke, there was sort of uh, potential rumblings about a follow up to the documentary. Obviously, no pressure at all if you haven't uh, given this much thought at all. But I was just interested to see if there's been any uh, updates or you've changed your thinking at all of, of that sort of idea. Well, I, I, I had thought about doing... Uh, there was a couple of things that actually came to mind and I thought to make it a bit interesting, uh, what, I, what I could do and what I might do, but I don't know if I will do, is... <laughs> <laughs> well, because I haven't made a decision yet. So I, I always like, because I'm a very organised human being, as you well know, Mike, I give everybody mm. the shits with uh, emailing people way out in advance, as you well know, and say, hey, what about this in five months' time? And people are like, man, you gotta <laughs> got to settle down, buddy. You just pump the brakes, you know? But it's just it's just who I am. But um, so I always like to be two films ahead. So I've got the next two being the interview and the next one that I'm going to do. I've got them in the, you know, written and ready to rock and roll. Uh, so I always like to be two films ahead. So I haven't, but what I was thinking was what I could always do to make it a little bit more interesting because I was thinking about how I would go about it because you and I discussed it in, in depth on, on the last uh, podcast chat that we did and you're uh, highly in favour of it. And, and I think it's a, 
it's, it was worth thinking more about. So I did. And I thought what I could do is I could always make the documentary and have the making of one of my films as being part of it. So, you know, so not only do you see what's happened in the last 10 years and a few interviews with different folks and all that sort of stuff, but also you would see how I actually go about making one of my films because obviously I do things very differently to other filmmakers. So that that would also be quite interesting. And then obviously you would the film would end with the actual film itself that we made. So you, you would actually see the film in its entirety at the end or like a little short film as well. So, yeah, that, that was sort of what I was thinking I could do, but I don't know if I will. But um, that was that was one thought that I had is how I could make I could make that work, but um, yeah, that was just uh, that was just a bit of a, a thought I was having a think about. So yeah, yeah, well, no, no pressure at all. But that, that does sound like, um, as of my own personal opinion, that does sound like something that would be really cool. Because obviously, you and I, I think this is our fourth chat now, and obviously, I'm sure we're going to have many more in the future. But it's just I haven't seen any of the behind the scenes sort of stuff that you've done, and I just I, I did media studies in, in uh, college and things, and. Before I did podcasting, I did a YouTube show of a friend of mine, um, which we normally did sketches and stuff on that as well. And then before, uh, after YouTube-y stuff, but before podcasting, I did music videos for bands. I did about, I don't know, 10 or 15 of them, I think. Uh, and that is obviously... It, the editing side of that was what killed it for me. I was like, I was doing it and it was like the filming was fun and the writing it and kind of working it out. But then when it came to editing, it, it was always killing me. But in, in that sort of realm, I understand that when, sometimes with like music videos, especially when it's like a four minute song and you've got like maybe a vague storyline going on, you you film about two, three hours of stuff and then only about, you know, a 30 seconds to a minute actually gets used. And people in that, just using that as an example, people really don't understand how much other stuff there is behind the scenes. It's the same with podcasting. Like people think I just press the button, the mic goes on, I talk to someone, press the button, and then it uploads everywhere magically with all the descriptions <laughs> and all the promotion done and all. And I'm sure see yourself where you have much bigger production things than I do because you've got the video element of it as well, which I remember being a, <laughs> a pain when it was uh, with the YouTube stuff as well. I mean, that behind the scenes stuff is just, people don't see how much extra work goes into this sort of thing. Well, there's actually also, uh, I'll email you over the link because it's something that everybody can watch because it's on YouTube and it'll be up on the the new uh, fantastic website that we're building. Um, mm. So everybody can watch it. But we actually did a little behind-the-scenes documentary with the Melanie Holden interview and stuck that up on YouTube. Uh, and there's a big blooper reel in that as well, which uh, I think is pretty funny. But uh there's a, yeah, so there's a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff there because uh, I thought um, Savannah, who, who does my marketing, was uh, big on that. So we did a little behind-the-scenes little documentary when we filmed the Mel Melanie Holden interview. So people can uh, can watch that, obviously, on the Beer Nuts Productions website, on the Beer Nuts Productions YouTube channel, and it's obviously totally free to watch that little uh, behind-the-scenes documentary. It goes for about seven minutes. So, yeah, it's a little little doco about how we went about making the Melanie Holden uh, interview. So yeah, that, that's uh, that's a little one that we've done, but yeah, I, I kind of enjoyed, uh, I didn't think it would be something that I would enjoy doing these behind the scenes things. Cause I've done a few of them. Now we did it one as well. When we did the audio track of 50 random facts about me, we did a whole mm -hmm. big, long uh, little documentary behind the scenes, which goes for about eight minutes. And uh, I really, you know, I, I enjoy them more than what I thought I was going to, to be honest. And I absolutely see the uh, uh, see the importance in doing them, not just for marketing, but just for 
just for showing people how things are done and just for the human interest part of it as well. Yeah, the world of beer nuts, as it were. Absolutely, because it's a it's a very unusual world, and so uh, yeah, it's a, it's a fun world to be in, but it's an unusual world. There's no <laughs> doubt about that. That's absolutely amazing, Golf. You've absolutely nailed it there. Well, um, we're basically coming to the end now. I mean, we've spoken about so many great things as we always do. Um, is there any sort of last things? Obviously, in the in the show notes, I'll include uh, you know link to your brand specking new website, which obviously would be at the same link and things. But I'll make sure people definitely check that out and things. And I'll make other mentions about the, the interviews we've spoken about here and all sorts of other jazz as well. But is there anything else you want to say to just uh, everyone before? I'm sure we'll definitely chat again next year or something. But anything you want to tell people uh, just at the end of this oh well just uh, uh, two two points to make the first one obviously being uh beernutsproductions.com and obviously followers on you know facebook instagram twitter youtube so just beernuts productions is all the way to go but also the number one thing and hopefully it's something that people have realized over the last uh, six months of everybody's life is that it's really important to support the arts so whether it be you know, Beer Nuts Productions and what I do and just downloading a couple of films and supporting actors and independent film and independent creative art, but also with podcasts and with everybody else. Like it, even if it's just, you know, your local theatre group and your local pub and seeing some stand-up comedy once you're able to go back to your local comedy club and all that sort of stuff. Just uh, I think hopefully this has uh, made everybody think a little bit more about the entertainment they consume and hopefully people support their independent and local arts a lot more. And like I say, hopefully Beer Nuts Productions is a part of that and obviously Genuine Chit Chat and other podcasts they like, but also out in the community, you know, your local uh, comedy clubs and bars that have live music and local musicians. Because uh, I know you know quite a few uh, musical artists and I'm sure they're all telling you the same thing about, you know, what a struggle it is and how much they're looking forward mm-hmm. to getting back playing live again. So everyone needs to just... Uh, you know, go out there and appreciate live entertainment and uh, an independent entertainment and really support it. I think that's really important. That's absolutely perfect. Goff. I mean, what, what better way could we do to end it than that absolutely stellar speech? So thank you so much for coming on, Goff, as always. It's always so much fun to chat with you and things. And I look forward to not only the future being uh, content as well as the our future chat, no doubt, but I am also going to go check out that Melody Holden uh, behind-the-scenes thing because I didn't know that was the thing. So I need to keep a better <laughs> eagle-eyed view on the, the YouTube channel and things. But that's absolutely stellar. You know, it's always so much fun chatting with you, Goff. And just, yeah, thanks for coming on again. Hey, no, thank you, Mike. I really do appreciate your ongoing support. It's uh, it's really cool. And I, I genuinely enjoy our genuine chit chat. So it's all very cool. <laughs> Wonderful. Well, thanks again, Goff. Cheers. See you, mate. And that's the end of the podcast. Thanks as always for tuning in, guys. As I said in the intro, make sure you go out and check out the new Beer Nuts website as well as the YouTube channel too for loads of other free and paid for Beer Nuts content. So coming up and whatnot, um, I just want to remind everyone that last week was my part two of my chat with Jared Speed, the entrepreneur and creator of Limitless Float, and which is an incredible place, and I really recommend people go check that out just because I don't think enough people, especially in the UK, know what float tanks are or anything like that, and I had a fantastic time chatting with him, so make sure you go check out the episode too if you haven't already. And coming up, 
So on Monday, I've got a podcast recording due with the front person of a band, which I'm very excited for. I'm not going to talk too much about that because, you know, I don't want to jinx it or make anything happen. Uh, I've also got another podcast recorded with a author, actually, uh, of some books that I myself have read, which is amazing. Uh, I'm not going to go into detail about that either because I also don't want to jinx that one. As you guys know on the show, I only really talk about guests when I've actually had the episode recorded with them or if it's a returning guest, it's normally something with that. Uh, in a couple of weeks' time as well, I've got a recording due with someone who's creating a fan film for the Green Lantern, so that's quite exciting as well. Uh, so quite a few different things coming up, and I've got other things in the pipeline which are either soon to be sorted or will be sorted. Uh, it's either soon to be sorted or a kind of a step away from being sorted, so that's quite exciting in that regard too. I'm going to be appearing on other people's shows as well. Uh, there's two or three collaborations slash appearances I'm doing on people's shows. Uh, three that I can name, actually. One's going to be on the, the 20th Century Geek podcast, which I do have two episodes recorded for the 20th Century Geek podcast which are going to be released likely not next week or the week after but probably the week after that uh, because I've got the recording with this person on Monday and I'm hoping to release the chat with them basically straight after if it's going to be a really long chat might be a two-parter who knows we will find out uh, but lots of interesting exciting stuff going on in the genuine chit chat camp make sure you go check over comics in motion the podcast itself and there's a different show on there relatively every day of the week I have my other podcast on there Star Wars comics in canon and multiple people who've been on the show have got another show on there as well so multiple people who've been on here genuine chit chat have got a podcast on comics in motion as well which is quite exciting i recently did i think it was the 8th of october now uh, so not quite that recent but i did an episode which was about scott pilgrim uh, with my friend tony freena and dave horrocks i also did one of the new comics on trial episodes where i defended the phantom menace against scott weatherly of 20th century geek his name coming up once again uh and also i well, I've, I've been doing a lot of stuff. There's, in the description, in the show notes, there are, is like a paragraph of all the stuff I've done recently going on other people's shows and that sort of stuff. So keep an eye on the show notes and whatever and keep an eye on social media because I pretty much always post about all those sorts of things too. Aside from that, guys, it's really just my Star Wars Comics and Canon podcast, which I occasionally talk about on here. Uh, if you really like Star Wars or if you really like the movies, don't really want to have to watch a billion series and all the read all the comics and all the books and all of this and all that for things to make sense for you, uh, you can check out that podcast because I basically make it in a way of if you're a big Star Wars fan, you've obviously seen all the films. Uh, if you've just seen all the films and things, you will still understand all the comics. I make all the connections and all that sort of jazz. It's just a lot of fun for me to do. And if you want more Star Wars content and you really can't deal with hearing any less of my voice, that's a great way to go over there and check it out. Um, yeah, that's about it for me, guys. I'm not going to waffle on too long here. So really hope you enjoyed that chat with Goff. Make sure you go check out all his stuff. I'm sure he'll be on the show again next year. Uh, I think we've already got plans for what we're going to talk about and things, probably behind the scenes stuff. But yeah, and also Goff is starting up a podcast at some point. Point, but the date of that has not yet been confirmed but when that happens he'll also come on the show to talk about that too so lots of exciting things happening of lots of exciting people so you know subscribe to genuine chit chat and you won't miss any of them anyway guys that's it from me it's always a pleasure talking into a microphone and you listening to me hours days weeks months even years after i've actually said these words uh, but i hope you're having a good day hope you're having a good week hope you appreciate the show share on social media you know tell your friends look for the back catalog or even contact me you know i'm always happy to respond to things and yeah i'll talk to you guys next week <laughs>